Hi, I'm Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. And today, as always, I am joined by David Fox. Hi there. And Gary Winnick. Hey there. So David was just telling us about how his Mac died. Yeah, that was really sad. I was typing, and all of a sudden, I thought we had a power outage, but I forgot that was a, a laptop. So it's the only thing that had a power outage in that house, <laughs> okay. and it won't it won't come back on. So I, it's time to go to the Apple Store and get get a new computer, either a new computer or see what cost to repair this one would be. There's a built-in obsolescence factor there. I know. Well, it's about, it's like within a year after Apple Care expired. So it's not under warranty. So I have to pay for something. Uh, it's a computer. I think it knows when your warranty expires. You know, it's yeah. yeah it's it's connected to the internet. It, it <laughs> receives a little ping from Apple that says the warranty's out. Yep. So it's dead. So this means that the game will be six months later. <laughs> <laughs> or or is we after we cover all the work that I did. Fortunately, we have backups. So it's okay. yeah. Well, everything's version controlled. I mean, from the very first time I started working in the professional computer industry i started working at atari i think and the first time like i didn't know any better and the first time the power went off there was like cursing all up and down all the hallways in this gigantic building and i learned after that to back up my stuff every like five minutes well the weird thing is with so many people working on laptops these days even when the power does go out you know you don't lose anything anymore you know it just it just kicks to battery that is one benefit to using a lot of laptops and that's one benefit of a laptop over an iMac i guess yeah that's true okay well let's start uh gary you want to start uh sure so as i as i've continued to say i've been pretty much continuing to work on animation character animation i will say that things are getting to uh, once again i mentioned this last time but things are getting more focused and so definitely uh ron has and david more so ron and david than i but i am responsible you know we've created all these spreadsheets that have everything listed on the spreadsheet and we're sort of looking at all of this stuff out over the course of between now and shipping the game and what we have to do in the near term and it's a huge list of stuff but i'm starting to sort of slowly chip away at the very top level of that kind of like an excavation so hopefully you know in i would say by the beginning of november we're looking to have this demo in place that has pretty much the first part of the game and the town playable and it's feeling like that's a doable thing but, um, you know, there is a ton of work to do. So uh, still wanting to make sure that we're on track, but feel that, you know, I have a fairly good idea of what the animation is going to be. And so just working to try to, you know, go through that entire list. And, and that's keeping me pretty busy right now. Still continuing to do a little bit of work of looking at the uh, reward stuff and been talking to Ron about that, have some ideas relative to the box that we're sort of exploring and uh, that's pretty much it now. All right, David? Uh, well, I spent several days on some new rooms for Mark. Not really new rooms, but more finished rooms. He made a change to the first room, the first scene, which is the where the bridge is that you see in the, in the trailer. And it's now bigger. And unfortunately, that was probably one of the most complex ones we have just because there are so many layers of parallax. And in order to get the parallax to work properly, you have to be a different, each layer has to be a different width than the main layer in order for it to scroll properly and, and to get everything positioned properly and the sunset to be in the right place and all that. That looks great. And did the same thing for the next room um, where you're walking along a highway. 
and I started to work on alternate versions of the rooms for the flashback for Ransom. Those right now are just cleaned up versions of the circus rather than the current ones where the circus is in disrepair and working on that, that first part. That's most of it. Yes, that's it. Um, One other thing I was going to say about that, especially, you know, watching what David's doing and what you're doing, because I just played a new build yesterday and it's really starting to feel like a game to me with all of the stuff that you guys are sort of layering on there with all the cutscenes and dialogue and stuff like that. So I'm really pleased with the way it's coming out, both with, you know, what you and David are doing. I mean, I think a writer will help, but I am getting a real feeling of nuance. When I played it yesterday from the beginning, it really felt like it was starting to play something that felt like a game. So, you know, congratulations to both of you guys on that. Yeah, it's interesting when you start to get final art in a game that, you know, not, nothing else can change about the game except final art is dropped in and the game just feels so much better than it did before. And that's that's kind of the stage that I'm, you know, I'm starting to feel when I play through it is, you know, that Mark's uh, final art goes in. It's, you know, starting to feel like a, you know, like a real game. I, I also noticed that, when, you know, when I get final art, you know, I I'm probably take more time to get things right in terms of where the walk boxes are, where the objects are positioned. Yeah, that's true. Two of the rooms I forgot to mention are the sheriff's office and the coroner's office. Both of those weren't changed significantly in terms of layout, but in terms of lighting and everything else, there's you know, huge differences. And the, the one thing that's really fun to do is the last thing I usually do when I do a new room is add the lighting and where the lights are, the spotlights, whatever light sources, and try to get those so they look good. Um, so all that stuff I wouldn't even bother on a, on a temporary room. I mean, yeah, the other thing that's happening is as I watch you put these things in, it's starting to give me ideas about staging, like those things, like I mentioned about the coroner's office and stuff like that. Those mm-hmm. things really start to come alive when I look at it. I go, oh, this would be cool if we do this or whatever, you know, yeah. start to come up with additional ideas about how to just stage entering a room. Yeah, I liked your ideas about the coroner's office. I thought those were good. Yeah, I may, I may work on those today. Okay, well, thanks uh, for me. A lot of uh, dialogue work that I did uh, last week. One of the things uh, I, I found out as I was playing through the game last week is it just it felt like that very beginning of the game was was very confusing. That there was a, there was a lack of direction that the player had. You know, in me, I mean, even I, you know, obviously know everything going on, and I still felt like I really wasn't sure what I should be focusing on. So I think that's going to need a little bit of a little bit of puzzle design work, but I also think a, a lot of it is just dialogue, making sure that people are clear about what they want so it's clear to the player, you know, what they need to be doing. So I added a dialogue where you can actually, you know, if you're Ray, you can talk to Ray as and if you're Ray as you can talk to Ray. And there's a dialogue now where the two detectives can talk to each other. And that's just a good place to to kind of be a little bit of a of a hint system in a way that they can just ask each other questions and respond to what they should be doing. There's just a skeleton form of that in right now, but I think it, it kind of shows promise. So I'm... when the agents talk to each other, is it based on what room they're in or progress of the game? Uh, I set it up so it's based on the progress of the game. So kind of depending on what phase of the game you're in that very early part of the game uh, where you're you know still trying to figure out basically what's going on it's got one set where if you have a suspect it's got a set so it does kind of figure that stuff out i think that the danger in this is that it starts to look like a like a hint system and so it's you know it's about writing the dialogue in such a way that it feels natural to the two detectives and doesn't feel like you're just dialed into a hint system and you're you know pressing buttons to get hints about stuff 
So I think it'll be challenging. I think it'll be a really complicated dialogue. I think it'll be a challenging one. I think it's. I think it's. It's probably a good thing to have. Yeah. Um. Also, in ter- I was thinking in terms of what you're saying. It's like I'm picturing this whole game of really like, yeah. So it's like remodeling a house. You get the foundation in first, and that takes a while, and then you start putting the walls in, and obviously you don't start thinking about the paint and other things until all the other fixtures and walls are in, and, and because they're that's just not the most important thing, and. And up until this point, really just getting from room to room and having some of the core puzzles in place were really important. And now you're really looking at the game differently, like it's a real game, you know, the flow of it. And this is the layer where we want to get the flow and the, the user experience to be really important rather than just the the main steps and the main the main key points, the plot points. Yeah, I think I, I think that's really true. Like, yeah, we get what we were talking earlier when final art goes in, you start paying attention to all these details that your mind just didn't pay attention to. It's all concept art stage stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is a little more obvious now. Yeah, I mean, we're in a very transformative um, stage of this game where it is kind of switching over from this thing that feels like kind of this play play test version almost to where it's starting to feel like a real game. Yeah, it's really cool. And see, next week I'm going to be working on save games. I had a I had a, a weird epiphany about three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep about how to iterate through all of the data in the save games. So probably will only take me a couple of days to get the first pass of the save games up. And I'm also noticing during you know development, it would really be nice to have a save game too, so you can you know set up a situation and just save the game and then quickly load the game. I'm going to get save games uh, working. Maybe have that done. Uh, by Monday, at least first pass of it. And I've also started to look at audio, uh, looking at uh, OpenAL as the audio engine. And the other thing was a friend of mine uh, got a job at uh, Oculus and wanted to know if uh, wanted some dev kits. So sent me a couple of Oculus Rift dev kits. Damn straight, 3D. (laughs) Yeah. VR, VR version (laughs) of like 8-bit games. Well, I have this like weird idea for how it how it might actually work, and we we actually have a surprising amount of 3D information for these rooms because you know all of our art is done in, in all these separate images that are all planed, and we have this kind of fake Z plane for everything plus all our parallax layers that I think you actually could uh, simulate kind of a, a decent like the I mean it would look kind of like a weird stage play you know where all of the things are just these planar layers but they would all scroll and they would parallax you know move your head left and right you know to to look left and right and i think it could be neat. But, so it'd be kind of like you know like cutout type of yeah. 3d yeah exactly and of course i have so much free time <laughs> why not do this it's the future ron haven't you heard it's the wave of the future yeah. vr uh 8-bit games gonna be hot so like double blink to pick up an object and <laughs> shake, shake your head to like change uh, dialogue choices. Right. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. okay bye. Bye.